Hi, thank you so much for listening to a Church in the City podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it can serve towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Am I on? Oh, there we go. Woo, now you can hear me. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, um, the last couple of weeks have been very interesting. God's really dealt with me with some things with um, unforgiveness. Um, I'm one of those people that I really am big on not holding unforgiveness. It's something that I learned in the kind of in the beginning of our marriage. And so I'm one of those people that I'm just like, man, if I feel like I have unforgiveness in my heart, oof. I'm after it, you know, right away. But unforgiveness can be very sneaky. It can be very sneaky. <laughs> um, I'm just going to real quick read this scripture, and then I'm going to share kind of what happened to me the la- over the last couple weeks. Colossians three twelve through 15 says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, which sometimes people get hooked on that holy thing because they think they have to be perfect. It just means being set apart to him, for him, for what it is he has for you. So since God chose you to be his holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, making allowance for each other's faults, and forgive Anyone who offends you, remember the Lord forgave you. So you must, and I got that in capital letters on my notes, you must forgive others. Above all else, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. As a member of one body, you are called to live in peace and Always be thankful. It's really difficult to be thankful and have unforgiveness at the same time. It tends to block or stop up the flow of thanksgiving in our lives when we have unforgiveness. And so I just feel led... And the reason I do is because I'm one of those people that I'm like, I'm super diligent. I don't want to have any unforgiveness in my heart. And so I know how sneaky it can be. It can sneak up on us and we're not even aware. So a couple weeks ago, I was actually, I was listening to a podcast and this lady was telling how, you know, some really horrible things had happened to her in her life. And, you know, she, she felt like she had dealt with them. And slowly, God just started, like, revealing to her that she was talking about it a lot. She was letting it go over and over in her mind. And she, it wasn't like it was, like, all the time that she was super aware of it. It was just subtle. And it was just, like, just kind of crept up on her. And so she... 
realized what was going on and she dealt with it. And, and I was just like, I've been really concentrating or focusing on the fear of the Lord in my life. I feel like the church has really kind of gotten away a little bit from the fear of the Lord. Um, you know, Kevin's talked about this before about, you know, sloppy grace. Sometimes I feel like we need to get back to that fear of the Lord. And so I've just been really just asking God, show me areas in my life, you know, that, that don't please you, that don't line up with what it is that I'm supposed to be doing and who it is that you've called me to be. And so I've just been really focusing on that. And after I heard this message, I was just like, wow, that's kind of like interesting. That's powerful. I was like, Lord, you know what? If there is any unforgiveness in my heart, just show me, show me. And as soon as I did, he showed me. And I was like, oh, oh, is that what that is? Huh, okay. Didn't realize I was doing that. Um, Yeah, so a couple months ago, had a situation, excuse me, at work. And this woman, she, she left our company, but in the process, she kind of hurt our company. And I slowly was like, you know, because things have been not so easy right now. God's, God's getting us through it. We're, we're walking this thing out. But at the same time, it was like, can you believe she did that? I just can't believe that she did that. She basically started kind of talking, bad-mouthing to some of our customers that are very important customers. And I just was like, every time I would think about it, I was just like, I just can't believe she'd do that. I cannot believe she'd do that. And this woman's a Christian. I just can't believe she would do that. She's hurt us so much. You know, I can't even... And... But then I would not think about it, and I'd let it go. And then something would come up that would, like, poke that area of, oh, yeah, can you believe she did that? I just can't believe she would do that. And just slowly but surely, I'm like, I, I have built up unforgiveness towards her. I allowed it to happen without even realizing it was happening. And so I just immediately, I was like, Lord, I repent. I forgive this woman. You know what? She doesn't know what she did. She has no idea. You know what? I pray for her. I know she's got some situations in her life. And so I've been praying for her. And every time that that thing tries to kind of come up and go, hey, you remember that? I'm like, nope, I've forgiven her. And I just begin to pray for her. And I just began to bless her and bless her life, you know, and bless what it is that God has for her. Um, so, honestly, in saying this, um, I felt like God just wanted me to kind of focus in on this. Because here we are, we're getting ready to start the holiday season. We're going into Thanksgiving, which is such an amazing time, you know, in fact, I, I really love Thanksgiving. One of the things our family does every Thanksgiving is we have dinner, we hang out, we have dinner, we clean up and everything, 
And then after dinner, we literally go around the table and we say one or two things that we're thankful for or someone that we're thankful for. And it's just amazing. It, it's, we end up in tears. We end up crying. It, it, sometimes it's, it's gone on for a couple hours <laughs> before, just to be honest with you. But it's so powerful. It's so amazing. And the thing of it is, is I feel like unforgiveness drags us down. It weighs us down. And it keeps us from having that thankful heart and having our ears open to what he's saying. I feel like it kind of like, kind of clogged my ears a little. Not that I couldn't hear the Lord, I could hear him, but I wasn't hearing him as sharply or as strongly as I had in the past. And so I I just, I want to be able to take just a few minutes and have us just, just Ask the Lord, is there anybody that I have been holding unforgiveness towards or anybody's for that matter, you know? So if you'll just humor me and close your eyes for a minute and just ask him because he's so gracious and he will tell you, Lord, is there anybody that we're holding unforgiveness towards. Yeah. Yep. That's him. That's him speaking to you. You know what? You might be saying, but they don't deserve to be forgiven. Neither do we. Let that person... Let that person go. But you know what? It's not even you're letting that person go. You're letting yourself go. You're giving yourself permission and grace to not be trapped by this unforgiveness. And you know what? It doesn't mean that you have to go hang out with that person and be buddy buddies with them. That's not what it, that's not what it is. It's for you to be free to walk forward in what God has for you. Don't let it hinder you. Don't let it stop you. Just repent and forgive that person. Forgive them. Let it go. I know it was hard. I know it was a terrible thing. But you need to be free. You need to be free. And if you're, even if you're even in unforgiveness towards yourself, which a lot of times we, we get that way. It's like we blame ourselves for something. You know, Chris was saying earlier that he had shame, you know. There was, I think there was some unforgiveness there towards his, his own self that he needed to let go. So if you have it towards yourself, forgive yourself. Jesus has already done it. And even if you walk out of here today and you're, you're still struggling with that, I just want to encourage you. Either talk to somebody, come see me, come see a really, really good 
friend that you know that can lead you and guide you in the right way and talk to them and they can walk you through that because it's just, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <sighs> Actually, um, There's a couple that I know, actually, that uh, they've been married for 50 years. And neither one of them will forgive each other. And they just walk in this miserable, horrible marriage because they won't, they're, they're so prideful that they won't forgive one another. And it's actually destroying them. One of them is, honestly, he's, he's, now he's starting to kind of like lose it. He's losing his mind. He's, he's having issues. He's having issues in his body, which that's what unforgiveness will do. Unfortunately, it opens a door for the enemy. Um, and we've talked to this couple many, many times. Chris and I have ministered to them. And they just refuse to do it. They keep wanting to point their finger at the other person instead of looking within. You know, pride will do that. Pride is, is definitely a hindrance to forgiving somebody because somehow you feel justified, but you're not. And I know I'm hammering on this, guys. I know I'm hammering on this, but I feel like it is for, it's for somebody. It's for somebody. I want you to walk out of here free in light. I want you to enjoy this holiday season. I want you to enjoy Thanksgiving. Don't hang on to it. It's just not worth it. God wants you to be free. He has so many good things for you. Open up your heart to him. Be humble. Walking in thankfulness and pride don't mix. We have to stay in a place of humility. Thankfulness is a sign of humility. When we're thankful, honestly, that means that we know it's not us, right? It's the, that person or obviously it's the Lord because there's so much to be thankful for. Okay, I'm shifting gears. I'll get off of this. <laughs> Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, And now, just as you've accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. You know, we can't grow in Christ and not have it produce thankfulness in our lives. It's just a byproduct. When, we, when you get to know 
the King of kings and the Lord of lords and all the amazing things that he's done for us, you just can't help but be thankful. As you learn, like lately I've been, um, I used to do this all the time. I, you know, I would read my daily word and what I wanted to read and then I would always read a proverb because proverbs are 31 of them, which is one for every day of the month, right? Most months, not all months. Um, but it's such a, <laughs> every time I read it, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so good. It literally um, lets me kind of like see the goodness of our God and how amazing he is, but it also is very convicting at times. You know, it actually has been it, like showing me like, oh man, I think I've been this area of like, mm, I need to shore that up. Something's, something's kind of off there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that little, I mean, and you know, I, I truly believe that God does not discipline us with, he does not discipline us with sickness. He does not discipline us with poverty. He does not discipline, he disciplines us with his word, right? It's his word that kind of gives us that, that little spanking, like, ooh, yeah, I'm kind of, I, I kind of needed that, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. The more you know and discover about the Father and His Son and grow in His Word, you just can't help but be thankful. As we learn what He's done for us, how can we not? As we learn that He's provided everything for us healing, forgiveness, provision, protection, He's given us His authority and all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. How can we not be thankful? Let your roots go down into his word and into him and discover him and discover who he is. And thankfulness will just come out of us. We won't be able to keep it down, right? I mean, think about it. There's so many times when I've been out somewhere and I, I'll like, focus on somebody talking and they're, they're doing something. I'm like, I wonder if that person's a Christian. I wonder if that person loves God because, man, I'm telling you, it's something's goozing out of them. It's, you know, it's like this, this, this love and this thankfulness and this just graciousness. It's like that's, that's, what, that's what it is. When we allow ourselves to get planted in him, it just comes out of us. That thanksgiving comes out of us. Um, <clears throat> one, uh, there's actually a, a story in the Bible and it talks about, um, a house being built on sand and house being built on solid rock, good foundation. And I always kind of go back to that. I feel like, um, I've seen so many people whose, their foundation just wasn't solid or whose marriage, just the foundation wasn't solid. It wasn't founded in Christ. It was very surfacy. And so like there was maybe a little bit of something there, but it, it just, it didn't go deep. It didn't go beyond the sand. It didn't go down into the ground 
Because I'll tell you what, you build a house and you don't dig deep and you don't plant your foundation properly, that house is probably not going to make it very long. It might make it for a time, but it's not going to make it very long. And so you want to make sure that our foundation is upon Christ. It's upon him. Chris and I learned that in the, the, the very beginning of our marriage. It was like, we just, we had to run to God. We had to run to him. We had to allow ourselves to be rooted in him. Because had we not, trust me, the winds blew, the rains came, and we stood. But if we hadn't gotten that solid foundation, I wouldn't be up here today. So it's just so, so, so vital to make sure that you're taking that time and spending the time with the Lord. It's huge. Now, you may not be seeing some of the the things that I've been talking about, the, the healing, maybe you're, you're like, yeah, but Lisa, I've been believing God for healing. I've been believing God for, you know, our, for provision, for our finances. And listen, so am I. But you know what? I know that I know that I know that it's mine, that God's not keeping anything from me. He's not keeping anything from me. But I am running after him and I'm running after that truth. And I'm telling you, I'm going to see the goodness of God. And so will you if you don't give up and you allow those roots to stay strong in him, knowing what he's done for you. Oh, thanks. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, actually, actually, the band can come up because I'm getting real close to my time. Um, I just want to finish with with this, because I just feel like it's so, so powerful. And in fact, as I'm saying it, I want to, it, it, this is Paul actually speaking to the Colossians, but as I'm saying it, it's like he's, he's like praying, he's confessing, he's, he's, he's just pouring into them who they truly are. So when I say this, I want you to receive that it's, this is, this is like the Lord speaking to you. Take it and let it be settle on the inside of you because it's so good. Colossians 1, 9 through 14 says, we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray 
that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience that you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. That is who you are. We sang that song. That is who he is. But it's, this is what he's called you to be. That is who you are. How powerful is that? And how amazing is that if you really receive? We have his inheritance. We're his children. That means everything that he, every, when, when your parents die, I don't know, maybe not, some parents won't, but they have a will and you're gonna get everything that they have willed to you when they die. Guess what? Your savior has died and he has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. Everything. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that something to be thankful for? What an incredible God we serve. What an incredible God that we get to climb up on his lap and let him, let him hold us when things aren't easy when things are tough, but we also get to worship at his feet and say, Lord, I love you. You are my God. You are my savior. I just want to take one more minute. If there is anybody here today that when I'm talking about how good God is, and that Jesus died for you and that he's given us everything. Are you somebody who says, I'm not really sure I know who that is. I, I don't really know that I've ever asked Jesus to be my Lord and savior. If that is you, I just ask you to raise your hand, be brave and say yes. I want to know Jesus. I want to know this person that you're talking about. And I want to live my life for him. I want to fulfill everything that he's called me to be. You have a destiny. You have a destiny. And he wants you to fulfill it. And he wants you to live it out. Nobody? Nobody brave enough? I see that hand. Anybody else? That wants to say, I want you, Jesus. I don't want to live the old life that I've been living. All right, can we just bow our heads and repeat this after me? Jesus, I receive you. I accept you into my life. I accept you into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross for me. That you rose again. 
and that you are sitting at the right hand of the Father. Come and change and transform me. I thank you that I am your son or daughter and that I can live with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, that's the best decision you have ever made in your whole entire life. I'm just telling you, 35 years ago, I made that decision and I just can't even imagine my life without God, without Jesus. Thank you again for listening to this episode of A Church in the City. If you could use prayer for anything in your life, we would be honored to partner with you. Send us an email to prayer at dccgr.org. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend so that we can fulfill our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Before you go, a quick reminder about our fundraising for The Roots Project. You can get involved in a bunch of different ways by going to achurchinthecity.org slash miracleground. Thank you and God bless you. We'll see you next time.